0: Hey, everybody. It's me, Donald Miller. And before we start today's episode, I have some big news. As of this month, Business Made Simple is officially part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. We are so honored to be part of the HubSpot family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Success Story with Scott D. Clary, Being Boss with Emily Thompson, and us. You can check out all of these shows and more at HubSpot.com slash podcast Network. Whether we like it or not, the lives we live are stories, and living a meaning-filled story does not happen by accident. In fact, living a good story is a lot like writing one. Unless you put in the work to write a good story, you may find you have lost the plot in your own life. You find yourself feeling restless, feeling bored, feeling hopeless. If you feel like you've lost the plot in your life, then this six part limited series called Hero on a Mission, based on my book Hero on a Mission, is just for you. It's all brought to you by the HubSpot Network. Your business, your relationships, your story needs to flow out of something. It needs a plot. If you've ever thought or wondered if life is meaningless, I wanna convince you that it is not. There is in fact meaning in life, and there can be an experience of meaning for you, but only only if you take control of your own story. I'm Donald Miller, and I want to welcome you to this limited series all about becoming a hero on a mission. We all have four characters that live inside us victim, villain, hero, and guide. I've done two previous episodes of this podcast on what it means to play the victim, what it's like to play the victim, and how playing the victim will ruin your life. And then last week we talked about the villain, how playing the villain will you know equally ruin your life and also ruin the life of others. The only problem is we're just not very self-aware. And if we can just be self-aware about when we're playing the victim and when we play the villain, just self-awareness, no self-judgment just self awareness if we can do that then we can change the energy that we are living into heroic and guide energy the other two characters that are that will make your life wonderful and give you a deep sense of meaning It's just—it's really that simple. If you play the hero more than you play the victim, your life is going to go great. If you play the hero more than you play the villain, your life is going to go great. If you allow yourself to transform into a guide, you will experience a deep sense of meaning, and people around you will respect you. They'll literally go to your funeral and say, this person changed my life, rather than this person was a really annoying victim who sucked all the resources out of us, or this person was an awful villain who I'm so glad they're dead because they can't hurt anybody anymore. The key is self-awareness. Some people will not have that self-awareness and they will go to their graves having hurt and controlled a lot of people and people will know of them as a villain. Some people will go to their graves having not you know, used the coping mechanism of victim mentality and uh, out of fear and they'll go to their grave honestly just unimpressive and uninspirational and not helpful to others. And I, I'm not talking about real victims here. I'm, you know, real victims are trapped. You know, they need to be rescued so that they can become heroes. I'm talking about people who had every opportunity to play the hero, but instead thought of themselves as as victims. Still, even you know, I wrote the book, wrote the freaking book, and I still find myself uh, occasionally tapping into victim energy. And by that, by occasionally, I mean every day. And then, you know, occasionally, and by that, I mean every day, (laughs) tapping into villain energy, especially if I've skipped lunch. (laughs) But we're talking about, you know, light treatment of victim and villain at that point. What do we do after we're self-aware? What do we do after we say, I'm being the victim, I'm being the villain? What do we do? we tap into heroic energy. So today's podcast episode is the last of the six episodes. It's all about the two final characters we play, hero and guide. And the reason I want to cover them both in one episode is because you play the hero to become the guide. It is literally how you become the guide. The only way to do it is to manifest enough heroic energy to take you on enough journeys, to take you into enough stories and take you through enough adventures that you transform into somebody who is capable of helping others. So what does heroic energy look like? Well, I'll give you a few. They're in the book. Uh, there's more in the book. There's like six or seven in the book, but I'll give you a few that I think are the major aspects of heroic energy. The first is they want, a hero actually wants something. A hero wakes up and says, I want to accomplish this. I either want to join a movement that is making the world better, Or I want to start something that will make the world better. And I mean something like a family, something like a business, something like a movement, something like writing a song, something like writing a book, something like creating something that makes the world a better place. When you actually define, I want this thing, I want to do this thing, a story gets started in your life. Now, here's the key. It can't be elusive. You can't say, well, I want, to, I want to start something that helps people. Okay, if, if I invited you to a movie about a woman who wanted to start something that helps people, you, you're not going to want to go to that movie. And the reason is you, you have the, the cognitive dissonance of saying, but what, what does she want? I don't understand. What am I getting into? Well, if you just want to help people in your life, you're going to have the same cognitive dissonance. You're going to have the same feeling of like, but I, I don't know what I want. A movie needs to be about something specific. So if I were to say to you, Um, there's two people that I know. One wants to get into shape. Another wants to run a marathon. Which person do you think is more likely to get into shape? Everybody would say, the one who wants to run a marathon. Everybody. Nobody would say, well, the one who wants to get in shape. And they literally said it. No, because we know that a marathon is something you can do that you can measure and you can say whether you did it or not. And we know how much training is involved and you're going to have to get in shape to run the marathon. So what we really just said was, because we put the goal in a narrative context, in the context of a story about somebody who wants to run a, run a marathon, it's more likely that the goal will be achieved than if we just say, I have the goal of wanting to get into shape. It's the narrative context that makes it more likely that we achieve those goals. And so heroes are living inside of stories, and if you can find a story for yourself that, you, that just lights your heart up and makes you want to engage and makes you want to go for it, you are much more likely to not only achieve that thing, but to experience a deep sense of meaning. So in the book, I talk about Viktor Frankl's ideas. Who was the father of meaning, if you will? He's the one who actually helped us understand what we need to do to experience meaning. But if you want to experience meaning, you have to live within the context of a story. So that means if you want to be a hero, define something that you want. Define something that you want. In my life, there are three major stories that I'm trying to live, and they are incredibly defined. I have a a company called Business Made Simple. You're listening to the Business Made Simple podcast. We want everybody, every small business owner to understand that if you want to build your business, you should build it like an airplane. And my goal is to have a $40 million coaching company that coaches small businesses to grow their business and build it like an airplane. Your story needs to be so specific that you can see it. And I think a lot of us, we sort of set goals or we want things in life, but they're so elusive, we can't picture them. And that's where you're failing to get narrative traction. So narrative traction is when we wake up in the morning and we are interested in putting something on the plot. And, th- and that is so wonderful because it helps you experience less tension, less depression, less anxiety, because really a lot of tension and depression and restlessness is us sitting in the theater of our mind watching a screen and nothing's happening on it. But when you wake up, you're going to say, well, no, I want, I want to take my kids out of school and I want to travel around the world. I want to do one year where we educate my family by actually visiting places. That's a vision. You can see you can, the final flight where you get off the plane, you return home. That's a climactic scene. You could make that specifically happen. So, if you need narrative traction, one trick is get definitive on what you want. Don't be elusive. You know, unpredictability is part of what makes starting and growing a business both exciting and, let's be honest, terrifying from the next loan payment to your next big sale or your next acquisition, finding predictability in business is about as likely as finding a last minute Valentine's Day dinner reservation. It is unlikely. A HubSpot CRM platform though is here to help you grow and scale with you through uncertainty so you can spend your time getting to that dinner reservation. HubSpot's reporting dashboard is like your crystal ball, giving you a bird's eye view on your marketing, sales and customer service performance you can get ahead of any issue before they happen. And shared inboxes make incoming chats and emails easy to manage and scale for everybody. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. And now back to the show. Okay. The second characteristic of a hero that's so important is that they are willing to engage challenges. One of the reasons that we want something that's so elusive and we don't something, want something specific is because the second you want something specific, the second you define it, you're going to be hit with challenges. There is a headwind in life that blows against anything worth achieving. There is a headwind in life that blows against anything worth achieving. Therefore, the best way not to face a headwind is to not want anything. And when you don't want anything, you're miserable. So if you're going to be miserable anyway, you might as well be miserable wanting something and facing a headwind than miserable sitting in the empty theater watching a screen where nothing is happening. Another reason that you want to engage these challenges and understand them as a fact is because they help you transform. The reality is we on this planet live in a system that is just broken. It, there's just something not right. You know, Christian theologians would say it's the fall of man. There's other stories out there where people try to explain it. I, 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 I pray to Jesus, so I tend to agree with this idea that there's, there's something spiritually broken about the world, and physically to some degree broken about the world. Uh, a hero accepts it as a fact and doesn't try to Drink themselves away from it or eat sugar away from it, or you know, they they accept it as a fact. And um the more we can accept that, the less it bothers us because we just accept it. It is so it's so hard, I'm not gonna pretend like that's easy. you know, Emmeline, my daughter is five months old. She is in entirely in complete innocence and accepts the world as it is. She is a happy baby. Many, many people told us they've never seen a happier baby. I, every morning when I wake her up, I have to, she sleeps on her stomach now. So I turn her over and the biggest giant smile comes across her face. She is delighted at being alive. Delighted. And I'm the guy who wakes her up every morning. So I take her into the the closet where we have her, where we change her diapers on this table and we change the diapers. And then we have a morning ritual nearly every morning, nine out of 10 mornings. We walk out onto the front porch and we greet the day. And it, as soon as we see the light coming through the windows, I start in, wow, Emmeline, can you believe it's, this morning it was raining. It's raining. The flowers are being watered. It's beautiful. You know. I, I just want her to learn over the next five years that wake up and see something good. I want, I want that habit to be inside of her. What's hard for me is the fact that at some point I got to answer really tough questions. I've got to answer questions like, what do you do with a broken heart? What do you do when you want something you can't have? What do you do when a friend betrays you? What do you do with death? We've got a little dog. Named June Carter. June is five years old. June is a a mix. She's a small dog. She's probably going to live to be about 14 or 15. Emmeline is nine or 10 years old when June passes away. It's going to break her heart. Then when she's 25 or 30 or 35, she's going to be standing at my funeral. How do you prepare her for that? If we can just accept that there's something in this world that's broken and it's painful, but we are going to have a heroic. Attitude and response toward that fact. Not going to hide it. We're going to have a heroic attitude and response toward that fact. Maybe, and it helps me to believe that there is, there's something on the other side of this life that I, I, I certainly hope resolves the tension that we experience, including the tension of death. I certainly hope that. But I also hope there's some sort of, I don't know, reward for having had a good attitude about this stuff. I don't know, I don't know if, that, if that's there or not. I'm not trying to start a religion here, but I'm, you know, I don't know, but I, I just hope there is. And I hope that, that God would say to me, you know, well done, way to not turn away, way to just face it. And I wanna teach that to Emmeline. What do we do about poverty? What we do about poverty is we work to create jobs, we help those who are have fallen through the system, we give any assistance that that's what we do about poverty. What do we do about a friend whose heart is broken? We go to them and we comfort them. We 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 somehow put a, a hand over the wound and stop the bleeding. But we don't run from it. We accept the challenges. That's what a hero does. And then third, the hero transforms. It is by accepting the challenges that are just embedded in the in the DNA of our existence and also the challenges, the headwinds that come at us for wanting something beautiful. We accept those, we engage them, we make progress through fits and false starts. We get beaten down a lot, but we keep getting back up to make it happen. And it is and it is in that process, and only in that process, that you transform into a better version of yourself. You will not transform into a better version of yourself by looking in the mirror and saying, I want to be a better version of myself. You only transform into a better version of yourself when you have experiences to challenge you. That's it. It's only through pain, hardship, and challenge that people become a better version of themselves, but a hero does it. That begs the question, what do you transform into? Well, what you transform into is a guide. I mean, before you die, hopefully... All of the facing the challenges and working through conflict and reconciling with those and saying, I'm sorry, and confronting people about when they've hurt you and and getting up in the morning to put some work on whatever you're building and losing everything and starting over from scratch and hoping and believing that there's some way this can work out, dealing with all the doubt and dealing with the horrible dark thoughts that come into our brain, all that facing that stuff makes you stronger. And when you become stronger, you can turn around and talk to the people who are scared behind you and say, you know, it's going to be okay. Here's what I've learned. And you can become the guide. The most important character in life is the guide. The guide is the one who turns around and helps the hero who is afraid. And you can actually become a guide. How do you do it? Keep playing the hero and it will happen automatically you know, a big transformation happens. What is guide energy like? Guide energy, you know, basically there's three things. They are compassionate. They, they feel, they share pain with heroes. They remember what it was like to deal with that. Even though they're not in it now, they go and seek to help those who are hurting. Uh, second characteristic is they have experience and expertise in whatever area that they... Achieved excellence in. And so they can not only go to the hero with compassion and caring and love, they can go to them and say, Now, this is exactly what I think you should do. They are competent. Thank God for competent guides that go before us. And then uh, finally, they will sacrifice for the hero, even to the point of death. Guides have come to understand that there is light in the world and darkness in the world, and they see a war. And light not being overtaken by darkness is so important to them that they will give up their lives in order to help somebody else win. You know, I met Betsy. She was beautiful. I fell in love with her. And over the course of however long we dated and got married, I became a person who would give up my life for my wife. I mean, I would I gladly step in front of her and take a bullet. It would be awful because she'd have to live without me, and she likes me too, so that would be very, very painful. It really took a minute. I mean, I had to, you know, it took years before I met her, and then I met her, and then it was like, wow, there's some chemistry here, and wow, she's really a person. Wow, I, I, I would give anything for this person to, and that's why I married her. It's, it's, the, it's the prerequisite of getting married is that you're willing to take a bullet for this person. Ha- Meeting a complete stranger that came out of my wife's womb and seeing them for the first time and knowing you would do Anything, not just to keep this person alive, that you would die for them. It is the ultimate of human capability, that we are capable of being that altruistic, is godlike. I saw a woman the other day I was writing in Hero on a Mission, I was writing the book. And I just happened to watch this woman. She's climbing up the stairs at the coffee shop. She's holding a three-year-old boy. She's got a three-year-old boy in one hand. She's got a saucer with a muffin on it in the other. She trips halfway up the stairs, concrete stairs. She lets the muffin and the plate fly. It shatters on the steps. She raises one hand up over the boy's head and the other elbow goes out to block his fall so he doesn't hit the steps. Yeah, she was kind of embarrassed. The team came up and cleaned everything. The, the boy cried a little bit, but he did. He was not physically hurt. She hurt her elbow a little bit. She goes upstairs. Hour and a half later, she comes down with her friends. I just happened to be getting up to take my coffee cup back and, you know, we kind of bumped into each other. I said, hey, it was pretty special what I saw. And she goes, what do you mean? I said, "I said just the super mom instincts. I think she was kind of feeling bad because she tripped on some stairs. And I was like, just the super mom instincts of protecting that kid at all costs. It was really cool to watch that. You know, she's a big smile came across her face because she probably, you know, in herself, she probably told the story of like, you know, I wasn't very good at my kid because so I'm trying to climb stairs. And I was like, that's not what I saw. <laughs> what I saw a super mom. It's in us. It's in us. That thing that just makes you want to sacrifice and give for somebody else, that guide inside of you. The thing is that path from victim to hero to guide can be derailed in so many ways. You can be stuck in victim energy. You can be taken out by the villain inside of you. You can get stuck in hero energy where you don't transform into the person who's actually more interested in helping others than helping themselves. It can all be derailed. But if you want to experience a deep sense of meaning, which is what hero on a mission is all about, stay on the path. Stay on the path. If you want help living like a hero on a mission, I created some software. I've wanted to do this for about 10 years and we finally did it and it's really cool. You can get it at heroonamission.com. It's a a day planner software where you make uh, a life plan. You write your eulogy, your 10-year, 5-year, 1-year vision. You write down your goals. It's all the stuff that I teach you to do in the book. And then you actually review your life plan and fill out your day planner every day as a morning ritual. You want to talk about knowing exactly what my story is supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be working on and whether or not I've gotten off the plot of my story. Uh, that software has has saved my life in so many ways. Certainly has saved the quality of my life. So go to HereOnAmission.com and start using our, our day planner and life plan software today. This stuff has been really helpful for me. If uh, this stuff has resonated with you and you know somebody else who's having some trouble, feeling a little bit restless, not quite convinced that life is worth it, maybe they've been through a hard thing, maybe they're having to start over, maybe, you know, who knows? Feel free to pass along these episodes to them. Uh, I, I really hope it helps it has meant so much to have you along for this six part series all about finding a deep experience of meaning now it's time for you to go off and start living as the hero of your own story a hero on a mission thank you for listening I'm in a state, it away. i need a change Feels like